This is the first step along your path to a gateway. A gateway beyond which is discovery. Your own discovery of reality, of truth, of who and what you are. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Today we will be talking about the many nodes of human consciousness within the great simulation. Yes, this is a big one, so join us as we dive as deep as our meager monkey perception will allow us to go. We cover a lot of topics in a short amount of time, including binaural frequencies, astral projection, hypnotism, out-of-body experiences, the matrix, lucid dreaming, and third grade plays. So strap in, because you are the universe experiencing itself, and this is Against All Oddities. Against all of these podcasts. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm the middle child. And Tim, I'm number three. I'm Nate. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we are talking about uh, consciousness, kind of consciousness, and it's introduction really consciousness. to it's remote just, viewing. Yeah. We're talking it's like about potential. It's like consciousness potential. We're but defining. About... We're not defining consciousness. That would be too much. Can you add a binaural beat in the background of our podcast every time? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think we need to start doing that. Yeah. I don't, do you want a sleepy time one or you want? Well, a, I was going to say what? One? What binaural? Which uh, one? I mean, I got all of them. So which one should be in the background? Oh, oh well, uh, like the just normal binaural stuff, you can get off anywhere. Okay. So how about that? We can Chris can play the binaural sound. We can introduce it to warn listeners. Could you do maybe we do uh, find what which one makes you laugh the most and then have that playing in the background? Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds. They'll like just work. be Chewbacca going like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we. It'd be better if we made our own binaural beat with like different sounds together. Like one is just like constant Wookie in the left ear, and the other one is just like like. Uh, like the Knight Rider kit theme, the Knight Rider theme song in one ear, and Chewbacca in the other one. And then <laughs> that's so relaxing. You'll get a bloody nose after five minutes of listening to it. You're going to want an out-of-body experience <laughs> after you play our binaural beat. Transmute the podcast. <laughs> Transmute yeah. the podcast, indeed. Can we, it's like, can why we listen do... when you just have to put yourself somewhere else? <laughs> I don't know. I can't I, escape, it. escape, escape. Let's do this. I say let's go ahead and talk about um, some of remote viewing. Uh, we'll talk about out-of-body experience stuff, but also uh, the matrix type of thing 
because uh, I have a few points I thought about today uh, in the plane anyway when I was flying over. Yeah. Uh, a few interesting points I can we can kind of riff off of. I think I think that there this there is something right that ties it all together. Like in yep. talking about, and it ties ghosts, it ties UFOs, it ties um, uh, all the spiritual stuff and religions mm -hmm. and science and everything else. There's like an underlying thing. And I, it's almost like we, you know, I, I was listening to that, uh, that guy, I'll look him up, who I just sent you, the guy that figured out the... Uh, Dustin Hoffman. No, the math equation about um, that we live in a in a hologram, a hologram which isn't to or say a simulation, like, a simulation, a simulation, simulation, which could be any of number of things. And uh, but his whole thing was it's it's almost like if you have think about virtual reality and your whole touch everything, you know, you could be really good at it. And that's why I said he kept like over and over on his TED talk or whatever I was watching the interview kept talking about. And this guy's like 60. He kept talking about um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. He's like, you can, you're gonna suck at it at first, but you start playing it. And if it's in virtual reality, you know, I, you could get in whatever car, drive it around, and you can start to get really good at it. And then you're like, oh, if I turn the wheel like this, the car does this, and blah 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 blah. But that doesn't mean you really understand the programming behind it all. Yeah. Uh, no, totally. and, and what's underneath everything, because it could be. We, we just don't know. And even though science gets smaller and smaller and smaller and we seem to understand more, like the everything's empty space. Like if you mm -hmm. look, what's the distance between an electron and the nucleus? Yeah, exactly. Or, or whatever. The guy's name is Donald Hoffman, super famous guy. Oh, I said Dustin Hoffman sarcastically. Yeah, you're so close. Yeah, I think there's some kind of Freudian slip there or some kind of like subconscious rebuttal or... But but like the Matrix, you know, so if it is a simulation or whatever, which is kind of like what the Matrix was, the way, and we I, we touched on this in the past, or I talked about, I, can't, I was texting you guys as I'm listening to different podcasts and videos and stuff. So we, we've been talking Doing about research, <laughs> research. Out, out, yeah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, out of, out of body experience and remote viewing are two different things in the best thing that I heard described uh, was, well, an out-of-body experience is like Neo flying around in the Matrix. Yep. Remote viewing is the guy on the spaceship or whatever looking Reading at the green stuff saying, reading. oh, there's Neo over there, and over here, watch out, here are two agents coming this way, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it makes so much sense all of a sudden. Yeah. And then other things I keep, and I, I have, I have my, my theories about what, what everything is and how it's all connected to everything yeah. um, like, or, or like loose ideas. But uh, what if you like that, the other part of it is like lucid dreaming mm -hmm. as well. And one of the cool things on uh, the Monroe Institute's app that I'm trying for a month expand mm -hmm. They have all of this stuff, but a lot of it's kind of new agey, a little uh -huh. too new agey for me. Too much. Yeah, I like Bob Monroe stuff because he's like 50s guy, 1950s guy doing it. Yeah, there's like a, it's like a different uh, tone it's, and to it's the more, older stuff. It like where you're like, you know, I can kind of get behind it because there's such a serious frankness to it. The new agey stuff, it's like, it's just, we're all so conditioned to just, rolling your eyes at the cadence of how they talk you're like oh this guy <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean 
but the original stuff i agree it's like like i'm not here to be your friend i'm here to teach you how to do this you do what you want with this information (laughs) where the new stuff is kind of like lovey sounding i think the first one got some funding from the military as well which which makes sense that it's like it sounds like a film strip indeed sit down and calm your mind right now are you calm you're in trouble if you're not calm yeah joe mcmonagall or whatever he reads like that he was in the army forever it is definitely not hippie-fied at all. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, boom, our mission was pew, 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 which is awesome. Yeah, so, I'm astral projecting to Mars. Meet me there. Don't. It's yeah. up to you. <laughs> he talked about that a little bit. I haven't finished the book. I'm reading Remote Viewing Secrets, the handbook for developing and extending your psychic abilities, which yes. was written about uh, awesome. 15 to 20 years ago. Yeah, that's very Beetlejuicy. He talked about the the problem is that there's a lot of personal influence in it as well. And, and so like, you know, he thinks it, it, it's an extreme at the most, if you're trying to do something like he, he mentions that he's like, if you're trying to look into, look into extraterrestrials or something, he's like, I think he thinks the subjects, because he, in the, the hard part about remote viewing and why I haven't really tried it or looked at it too much is it takes multiple people to do it. You can't, oh. that's not a by yourself experience. That's something you need somebody, you need a subject, you need, you need a monitor, you need. And you need conf- a confirmation. I mean, there's like. The, yeah, it's super scientific and they had to because no one would believe it, especially in the military and stuff, unless it was 100% recordable and measurable. So the whole, everything about remote viewing and there's some free remote viewing programs out there and we should share it on the website where they do have targets and stuff already set up for you mm-hmm. to help yourself find targets. Yeah, and, to like verify for you. And, and I don't know how to pick I through. I set up a target in my backyard that's still there. Yeah, yeah but, but we, we haven't. We, we haven't... didn't even know how to do it. Like there's this whole process to even setting up the target and all this stuff. Uh, but mm. I'll read you this. I thought this was interesting because it, it you should like this part because uh, all three of us kind of meet it. So this is the military input and part of their selection process for their psychics were here are the the uh seven traits that they're trying to look at maybe oh, not nice. the first maybe not so much the first one for us but consistently successful at whatever <laughs> the task that's number one yeah and next one liked by peers but considered different from the norm oh and nice that's about right uh generally <laughs> generally out operates outside normal boundaries yes mm. Willing to per- pursue new avenues of pr- approach. Yes, sure. Open, open to whatever works. Yep. Capable of critical thought, unafraid to voice an opinion. Uh, highly and uniquely uh, creative. It also goes on to say subjects are self-selected. Uh, subjects should be able to learn through example. Subjects should be open to the probability of paranormal information. Subjects should be able to deal with public scrutiny as well as failure subjects should have an artistic talent they should be capable of providing imaginative solutions to problems subjects should demonstrate right brain specialization characteristics Ooh. subjects need to be relaxed i don't know it goes on but what's interesting the two people that fail the most are that cannot do it he said almost anybody can learn how to remote view unless 
you they will can't. not you are not open to any change in your environment like this is how it is yeah. you know the you know and very no open mind and then the second one who will absolutely fail is people that are too excited about it and believe they everything. want it too much yeah like I come in with my crystal necklace and I'm ready to blah, 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 blah. You have to have doubt. And he said, if you don't have doubt, it won't work because yeah. you're, you need to check yourself or you you could just be daydreaming. Yeah, it's and all can... about disambiguation. Like you, you have to be able to like, be like, no, no, I saw it. It's, it's like a gold rainbow unicorn statue that like, it, yeah. it's like, no, you have to like have a, be able to self-critically disambiguate the results yeah like i had a dream last night and i flew on the magic unicorn of whatever and i think that means blah 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 like those people well of course in the military you know you're gonna be weeded out pretty quick but uh i i think that it's i th i like that where you shouldn't go in believing it right away and you should be constructive in your own criticism and from what i've read about between uh this and the out-of-body experiences and stuff on uh mostly reddit stuff um mm -hmm. on people trying to do it and some of the how-to things no one does it right away like it yeah. takes months before people start doing it i've uh, i found it very difficult for what little training that we are been doing uh and i feel like i'm pretty good at this sort of stuff like i feel like i'm naturally like 10 like i'm already like pretty ready to like jump jump like yeah but maybe that might this. be a problem yeah 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 like connecting uh, connecting more physically i mean i feel like i, I just got to do it more training but i get headaches if i uh if i uh, do too much of the binaural meditations that like um it doesn't necessarily have to be that much binaural stuff too like you know, I, I like the uh can you define binaural real quick this will demonstrate it first a tone in one ear Notice that it is steady, it is even, without fluctuation. Now we will shut it off and place another slightly different tone in the other ear. Notice that it is also steady, even, without fluctuation. Now, when I put the first tone back into the other ear, you will hear both at the same time. But there is a difference. You start to hear a wavering, a vibrato in the tone. When you hear this, your brain is beginning to act in unison. The two halves of your brain, the hemispheres, are starting to act and perform electrically as one unit. This is what is described as hemispheric synchronization, or hemisync as we call it. This greater natural brain-mind power is what you will learn to use. The idea is that hemisync is it, it forces both sides to sync up and you have one brain. So it's almost, it's like a, a forced meditation almost, or getting your into a meditative state. And there are different types. And now, like you can get like the different like theta waves or gamma waves or you know deep sleep waves or whatever. You can start playing that, and it's not going to magically make you do anything, but it kind of helps. It kind of like helps push you along if you're trying to meditate or take a nap. Mm -hmm. And I think with our my ADHD level anyway, it's something that 100% I need. Like I've been to a Buddhist uh, Zen studio 
and I can only stare at a floor for so long, man. <laughs> like, and I want it. I want yeah. it so bad. Just like hypnotism. I went to that hypnotist and I was like, dude, keep trying. I paid for an hour. Let's do this. I want it. I, cause I've in my mind, you know, of course my mind, but like with, with that, the uh, hypnotist, I really, really wanted it to work. Cause I was like, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. and exercise every day. I want to make a to-do list to make sure I get that done before I even go to work. Yeah. At work, I want to accomplish everything before noon so I can explore other stuff within my career. After that, I want to be home, cook an organic meal for dinner. I want to spend time with the family, call, write two letters, and read yeah. a book before I go to bed. Like, and just make my brain do that. And imagine, like, the light yeah. switch. But, nope. So, to clarify, the binaural beats and sound waves in this context is to help trigger the part of the brain that allows you to remote view or astral project. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I, I think it's 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 more... So, explain uh, the function of the binaural beats in regards to Well, it has to go projecting. with sympathetic uh vibration right so like you pluck a guitar string in one guitar if it's tuned correctly the guitar on the other side of the room is going to start vibrating because of it right like uh so if you if you send a signal to one ear that side of the the, the brain responsible for hearing that out of that ear or interpreting that will start syncing to the frequency right so if you send two separate so I think the concept is you're sending two separate frequencies. The brain will start finding, and they will never sync, right? Like you have a frequency that can't sync up with another one. The brain will find a way to harmonize those two things. And when you do that, it's allowing your brain to go from a kind of a dualistic left brain, right brain into a single brain where I, I think I understood it when I was reading the materials that, uh, it kind of lets you get material to your subconscious past the defenses of your consciousness, right? So like if your your right brain is your fantasy imagination um, kind of wandering brain and your left brain is like rigid uh, causality grounded in reality brain, you have to get past the left brain to sneak information to the right brain. Like a lot of meditations are just like that. Like it's yes. like, you, you know, imagine tying balloons to each thought that you have and you're supposed to ignore the thought and Alan Watts's meditation, which is awesome, but he's like, you should be hearing my voice right now, but not listening to the words. Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah. He really said your hard. brain will do that automatically. So just, so that's what the binaurals are allowing. So when we're listening to binaural meditation, we're also receiving um, directions, right? So like with our meditation it's suggestive uh, yeah it's, yeah it's almost like a form of hypnotism where it's like all right your brain is synced up in a way that's not naturally occurring without a lot of work like a lot of meditative work it, it, uh, but, but in the context here is to make it easier for mind expansion or acceptance yeah, of whatever you're trying expansion to do and and that and also why we are using it to enhance consciousness experiment with remote viewing. consciousness is a good topic by the way i like yep. it uh a real quick it's a, i just looked at a little google clip like binaural beats in the lower beta frequencies 14 to 30 hertz have been linked to increased concentration and alertness problem solving and improved memory binaural beats of 40 hertz were found to be helpful enhancing training and learning according to 2020 study 
and then some of them will be like lower hertz or more sleepy stuff yeah so higher hertz are more like but that also makes sense like we're like if someone is like a meditation master or even like a spiritual like uh like like expert they keep talking about higher frequencies and higher vibrational things that's just like language that um is kind of literal like it's about like attaining higher vibrational things so the higher the frequency the more um heady it is the lower the frequencies the more sleepy it is the more like base earthy it is so so the uh there was a study recently and y'all can look it up if you want i'm not going to try to quote it but they they rigged a room with a set frequency of binaural sort of sound waves and they put alzheimer's patients in it Mm-hmm. and it was successful enough in what well, okay so before it got to the human studies that they did a few years ago i need to update it it was successful enough in rats but the way they got the frequencies to the rats was they literally like like drilled into their head and stuck yeah. like a pin in it and put the vibrations into the pin yeah but it improved their memory enough that they got approved for human trials in alzheimer's patients oh, or dude, dementia awesome. patients yeah. Uh, which is when I started listening to, because when I was running, I was listening to music or podcasts or whatever. I switched to binaural sounds when I was running. Oh wow! Really? What did that do? Nothing great. Um, so you're I not really, supposed to listen to it loud, by the way. It wasn't yeah. loud. It was just, but it was yeah. in um, the sound reduction headphones or whatever noise mm. canceling headphones. And I noticed that after the run, I had really bad tinnitus. And so I stopped doing it. It was doing something. To to it running. Well, I, I just, I but was also had the damage like hearing. Doop, 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 doop of my feet and my brain with the. I was going to say, that's why they want you to sleep or, and like be restful because I mean, that's like tuning a room, right? That's why they always say like, you might be miserable because your room is out of sync, like out of um, harmony. So like you have an air conditioner running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just humming at your office. Like that hum is in a key of G flat, but then the fan from your computer, which is always on is C sharp. And then the refrigerator hum is like an A minor. And together it's like, and so there's actually a, for a while, I don't know if it's actually still a thing, but people would i think they made a movie like a fictional movie about it but it it was it's a real thing where people will tune your room they'll come in and find the average um chord that is your daily listening experiences like this is why you're unhappy it's like listening to like the worst three keys on the organ at the same time while all you have to do is enter like turn off that ac unit and play this so so like, because again, your bro- your body on a cellular level is going to be harmonizing with the frequency of the sound that you're hearing. So when you're running and you're listening to binaural beats, you're also, you have to, I mean, there's a lot of other noises going on that might be affecting. Uh, yeah, well, running sucks. And so I get in a headspace where I hate it. And I, what I wanted to do, my goal was to disappear into the void and uh, wake up when it was over. That's smart. Yeah. Was Neural the cat in Garfield that kept that's getting normal? Normal. Nice try. I'm aware, normal. but that's like the first joke we've cracked this whole conversation. You know what I did at college that was really fun? Uh, I've been outside of drinking. 
<laughs> played snowboarding on nights, which by the games. way it does not work you cannot drink and meditate you cannot you can, no. uh, play uh, starcraft yeah uh but the uh uh i i experimented with lucid dream dreaming a lot yeah. um and i set up a whole series of christmas lights and stuff um and which oh, probably didn't help to all of my uh sleepwalking at the time either yeah. probably just helped help like oh like, this is totally why you got like amped up your sleepwalking is because you're messing with, lucid messing with dreaming. my brain I didn't know that. Yeah. well now i'm putting it together 25 years later but anyway uh I, I would set up blinky colored lights over the bed and put it on a cheap timer and the thing. So at three in the morning, different sets of lights would start coming up. Whoa. Totally works. Yeah. Totally works. It's not enough in the dark room to wake you up. And I've seen in Sky Mall Magazine lucid dreaming things. Oh, yeah. Sky all it is is. I'm glad all Sky it is Mall is still a circle. Is yeah. All it is is a circle of leds on a sleep mask doing the same fucking thing i was doing 20 years ago see you could have made, made money, money nate yeah god needs to like cents. get a hold of us because we oh, got the we got a whole, whole bunch catalog. of oh <laughs> endless we should do like ground mall mm -hmm. <laughs> grounded <laughs> ground grounded mall. Mall. <laughs> no, no. Under, it's like a dirt uh, no, 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 mall. Stores it's like it. dirt mall. It's a sky mall that crashed. It's very different than just a mall that never flew. Uh, we know the market. taste it's of flight. It's called flea market. <laughs> uh, yeah, lucid so dreaming, lucid dreaming, which is awesome. In my and connected my, to remote viewing, I would in, say that's part of my theory. And I've read something else, like through. There's a bunch of experts that'll answer questions and stuff that I noticed on Reddit and I've been reading. Really interesting, and this was my personal theory for a long time, is all you're doing in, re in either remote viewing or out-of-body experience or whatever, you're basically having a lucid dream while you're conscious, not, awake, you know, you're mm -hmm. not asleep. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're forcing your brain, like, cause I like the scientific part of it. Like, so you, you see everything visually, everything you hear, everything you touch, that's how you're experiencing the world. And other creatures are, are seeing that in a totally different way. And that doesn't mean anything exists at that. It's a hallucination, hallucination already in your mind of what that bottle looks like in front of you or whatever, like that's your, your brain is, or your consciousness or whatever is taking the, the information, which is different for every single human on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, every color, everybody is experiencing this reality differently, differently. We just kind of, it's yeah. like, we're, we're well, all, I always saw days. like remote viewing the, the woo side of that is remote viewing is kind of like psychic lucid dreaming. Right. So I yes. think that there is, I do think like human consciousness, like the collective unconscious, like we are kind of co connected consciously and subconsciously, like it's, it sucks. I wish we weren't like, it's like, I don't think it's a great thing, but it is. I think we have a kind, we are kind of a shared collective expression um, of which like we just misinterpret as individuals. But I think when you are remote viewing, you're, you're just actually a very good and rational psychic because when you talk to psychics they say everything is visual too like so i've i spent a lot of time 
spending money on psychics and stuff. And I will say they're all different, but they all access visual information about you. And like, it's funny how some of them will be like, it's weird. I see a TV screen and on the TV screen images pop up. And then I'm just trying to interpret what the hell they could even mean. That might be what one person, another person says like, oh, I see colors and then the colors. And so whatever it is, it's a visual representation that they're then interpreting, which is why it's not an exact science but that they are actually accessing real information. So like we actually, yes. we all yeah. have real information. Like where is that Soviet sub or that yes. Russian sub? Like, I don't know. I actually do know, right? I don't know how to access that information. So when I remote view, maybe I'm not like what I think we all picture is like, I floated to the sky. Well, that's the out of body experience. Yeah. But I agree with you hundred percent, Chris. And that's where I was going with the lucid dream mm-hmm. while you're conscious is that you're you're there and you're laying on your bed or sitting in your chair or whatever and you you're experiencing your consciousness fly across the neighborhood and yep. see what's in the the warehouse or whatever but that's that doesn't data. mean you're not, not accessing your that's what's in your yes. mind while you're physically on the bed your consciousness isn't floating around as a bubble but you're you're clicking into the because matrix that's a stream. tool that we need we to have like to visualize the it. matrix yeah. the the matrix we have dots. to we have to imagine everything but it doesn't mean what you're what you're hallucinating yeah. and what you're you're your exactly day, so that's daydream why, like, isn't there you might uh, daydream the russian sub and dang if you didn't pick on some, yeah, some you something under the, the surface absolute right coordinates because you access the data that actually exists because everything okay. you know what was like so to I quote a uh, true detective? Well, no, to quote true detective, he's like, well, back then I thought I was mainlining the universe or whatever. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I was convinced that I'd lost it. But there were other times I thought I was mainlining the secret truth of the universe. No, the, I feel like there's two forms that we're sort of talking about that there's a. Uh, the trippy you don't know where you went but you know it's not here yeah that people have described in detail and then the other one that where people's consciousness goes somewhere uh tangible mm-hmm. so um like accessing the the russian sub and finding the coordinates or out-of-body experiences where you can tell what the doctor was saying even though you were dying at the time or whatever like you're tapping into something yeah um a guy that's pretty famous for it uh eben alexander have you heard of him no he wrote a book called proof of heaven because i think his the brief synopsis of him is that he's a neurosurgeon and was an atheist essentially and then got really sick like uh like septic um and maybe it was he had some sort of meningitis or something i think i forget what it was specifically but he knew the the anatomy and the physiology behind it and he was like i was in a coma for two weeks i should remember nothing and he explained the different levels of the brain like there's the higher level and the reptilian and the more core level and he was like if everything shut down you remember none of it and he was like i remember every second and i wasn't here and he was he was being guided by like these beings that he had trouble describing and he was floating on like butterfly wings or whatever well like yeah it, which is see, like I, a lot of out-of-body stuff exactly and getting people there are 
guides that help you and stuff or in in half the time what's funny like well a lot of the shadow people you might see are just you know reflections of yourself your own so, subconscious fears yeah i was like well what does that make the good things but they're they're all very similar yeah that's why that so, book is a, a very that is a very unfortunate name for a book because it like turned me off while just by you saying poof of heaven well no it's like because he was an name. atheist but when he came out of that experience he's very oh, no i get Christian, like I, that was I get his, it like get he was it. there but you know that but to me it's all about data interpretation though right that was his interpretation of what he saw but uh the i guess the the point i was trying to make is that happened while he had a, essentially a non-functioning functioning brain. brain oh and no then other people that are, are literally dead and being brought back to life with cpr remember these events and they shouldn't oh yeah yeah no i love it i but I'm, it implies, I'm, a, I'm a believer in all of that i just but think it, that there's it implies like, a, a non-brain part of it the concept. yes it, yes it, that's the which I thing. that's what i completely agree that's with. Yeah. and that's why it's going full circle to the idea that this episode should be about the consciousness sure. because that that's a big thing is is or animal brains are they creating the holograph because your conscious is holographic right yeah. it's like the idea like all the billions of circuits going off is your is your brain creating that or is it a host for it and that's one of the paranormal theories that I, you know, read a lot about in the UFO stuff in part of the, the depression or, you know, why, why won't some people talk about this? Is they're afraid of mass suicides and stuff? Because what if we are all, um, what if we are all immortal uh, and we're just uh, taking host bodies and what if you if you don't like how your host body is you can get a new one by killing <laughs> yeah yeah like unhealthy like speculation you know like oh it's yep. like it kind of yeah you're putting a lot of eggs in a basket for, for that well hey but we can like, all get on the spaceship though. we can add a body to the spaceship behind the comet all you gotta do is <laughs> drink oh, this what if he was right, though. that was the joseph campbell book i'm reading right now is like that the thing that no one gets is that infinity is now yeah. like the now is the infinite and that's what he said that the egyptians got it wrong because they were trying to through preservation find uh eternity and in the infinite but that's not true the zen or the 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 zen philosophy or whatever is the truth of this second or it's not a second that's not it now is infinity you know and it's the hu human humanity is is creating the linear approach to it well we're, we're, yeah, we're perceiving it time yeah don't don't measure it don't measure time and what it, what, what do you have you have infinity but the problem is we don't measure time with just seconds on a clock and minutes and one two three fours we measure it with responsibilities and tasks and things to do and pain and comfort and like and yeah duration yeah because when i'm running it sucks and it takes me six hours to do a 20 minute run sometimes yeah all you have to do, Tim, is run like four feet on the water planet and in interstellar, and you would have run for like ten years. Yeah, I'm trying to do that, but I just so can you just teleport to that planet for like just that a minute? That would be a and really shitty astral projection. Is to go exercise during your projection time, <laughs> yeah. and then you come back and you're like, oh. Did I tell you what I did? So I did tired. the I did the lucid dreaming one on the app, right? Did I tell yeah. you guys what I did? No. 
like so one of the expand things is a lucid dreaming one it's 90 minutes and it's like that's from the monroe institute's app uh but like i woke up at three in the morning i was like hey fuck it i'm gonna try this out because you're mm -hmm. not supposed to you're supposed to wake up in the middle of the night and play it and i yeah. happened to get up and go to the bathroom i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna yeah, try it, it. Yeah. i put on my earbuds like not these big ones but i put on the little ones uh it went back to sleep but it was just like you know the sounds or whatever and i had a extreme it worked i had an extremely vivid crazy dream like you know super awesome. awesome yeah guess what it fuck it was i was eating pancakes out of a plastic mcdonald's thing <laughs> That, that was, your that was it. <laughs> that was awesome. my lucid dream. Hey, like, you got to start somewhere, man. That's but awesome. it, it was crazy. Like it was like a plastic thing with like those thick, stupid pancakes covered in syrup, it, <laughs> which I don't think I've ever eaten. I've never eaten McDonald's pancakes. I think I've seen somebody eating them, like in my childhood or something. But I was sitting there, and it was like perfectly hyper real. I could taste everything, feel the the fork go into the pancake, look at the gross syrup on it as I <laughs> ate it. And I was like carbs. And I was like eating. It was, but that was my that was my lucid dream. I don't think that was a dream. I think you just tapped into something that just had no myelin on it, like a memory of yours that was just a <laughs> snapshot that your body had no reason to keep, and it was just in the files somewhere. <laughs> yeah random file paul like what yeah. was this it's photo? like you were in the room with the ark of the covenant in it but you <laughs> grabbed a box of pancakes i know everybody it's, gets at least one claw grab I out of that pancakes? i couldn't make the pancakes no music and i was just like hunched over it like this i wasn't even like looking around did you like it though were you enjoying yeah, them was, or are you just consuming it was pretty good i was like i was more like thinking about the texture of it and that's also the syrup and stuff it's appropriate because when you are sitting in a fast food which i will argue is the most liminal of spaces is sitting <laughs> down inside of a fast food place yeah i haven't done it in years you want to you want to go to your subconscious get a thing of pancakes at mcdonald's at 10 in the morning and sit in the restaurant and eat it you will black out and you'll you wake know. up when you're done because you wake like up because it's actually four o'clock in the morning and you were lucid dreaming the whole thing because no one sits in a McDonald's by themselves and eats right. pancakes. The only <laughs> person that does is Nate when he's lucid dreaming. So if you want to awesome. be Nate, if you want to John Malkovich into his brain, then go eat pancakes at McDonald's. That, no, that is or do it in the future. Maybe it's me in the future and I'm going to be like, hmm, I wonder what these pancakes are like. I had a dream about it. And it's going to be the exact same thing. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> You have to do it now. <laughs> you have to the, go eat those, those pancakes the, to fulfill that prophecy. If you have a ghost, the only way to defeat that is with heart, faith, and steel. In the end, there can be only one paranormal insurance company. Dorfview.com Calm down. Now is not the time for fear. You have paranormal insurance from dorfview.com. Uh, but so to go with, with like, a, I keep thinking about this is, you know, like, is there a tie-in? Because I, I, I love UFOs and stuff too, but there how can this be it? How can there, what is the connection to it all? 
like to really tie in ghosts and Bigfoot and UFOs and everything, maybe there is. And, and yeah, I think so. I think I think is it something we've touched on in previous episodes that I don't have a word for. It's almost like paranormal universal the theory. E- ether, like, the the ether. Well, no, just like I think it's just like I think dimensionality is a big part of it, and also the visualization of stuff that we can't understand like the the old the old wives tale of like the indigenous people not being able to perceive the main boat on the water yeah like regardless of whether or not that's true or not because i'm not sure if it is but like we can't perceive the thing that the ufo is so the ufo is really just a marker for the thing that is beyond our comprehension well human brains like patterns and recognition so if it breaks that cycle then it we just suppress it more visual in if we saw i saw there's some cool 70s carl sagan stuff but they're talking about how we would perceive a fourth dimensional object would be yep. similar to like a two-dimensional object if you touched it with your finger a piece of paper it would just see a black line show up yeah because that's your finger touching it and fourth dimension which is kind of tesseract shaped yep. like if you if not th- that's the best way we can perceive it but what would an object be doing in that? Like, yeah, it wouldn't be. You would it only would, be seeing would be part like, of it. How did it move like that? That's not possible you get, yeah. because you're only seeing a fragment but, or or something that our brain is interpreting from a larger event. The other part of that is UFOs in the 1890s and stuff were giant zeppelins. Like yeah. the, the UFOs are are always and there's a theory to that is that like there's an alternate universe that's like 50 years ahead of us. Yeah. Like, because in the 1880s and 90s, there were giant airships with propellers and people in metallic suits who get out and talk to people or wave at them yeah. and get back on. Which that technology did not exist at the time. There were hot air balloons, but not yeah, but 30s I think. Well, I love that. Like, I love the idea that we're actually seeing representations of future technology, not yeah. because they're there, but as like a psychic response to stimulus. So yeah. let's say there is an event, some kind of energy or dimensional event and you perceive it the brain doesn't know what it's seeing and so you psychically because there is we're all connected to every person that's ever lived and will live like you are actually accidentally accessing information about future technology and explaining the non-human event with future future technology your best interpretation it's kind of like remote viewing in that like i don't know where the the russian submarine is but when i'm trying to access it i'm gonna like get that information through a variety of data and still be right so i'm witnessing a ufo event like some kind of event in the the 50s this everything keeps going up the odd the only oddball out is the tic tac because if you go back that was kind of saldo's thing well, it goes back. He was like, well, in the 50s, there were reports of flying propane tanks above the ocean. <laughs> and in the 60s, there are some white lozenges that were yeah. coming out of the water. So, <laughs> like, <Tick-tack>. there's, <laughs> yeah, so they may have been around for a while. But there's uh, also, like, what if it's lucid dreaming at a level is like your pancakes, but lucid dreaming the next level is manifestation into this reality? That's, oh well yeah yes. i mean that's the that's, that's what you're talking about right <laughs> in pet no, i wasn't saying that but i we have talked about that in the the, the like pk page. events but yeah well, exactly we're... like we are creating it it's the collective energy producing the thing 
we've talked about that in our UAP episode and a few other things. I was saying that it's more in this theory, it's more the brain interpreting data visually and then tapping into like a psychic. I did. I do going back to that. I do like that. That was the mind blowing UAP one. Yeah. Was yeah. The other part to it, I think, you know, we're, they're talking about, I keep going back to like the simulation thing and consciousness or whatever, like, and if we're playing, uh, what if we're all playing, not San Andreas, what is that? Grand Grand Theft Auto. Auto. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, what if we're, so the thing is we're all playing it. We can all do whatever we want. We can all manifest. What if if? (laughs) we can manifest everything, but here's the kicker. So, there are no NPC characters in this. Everybody gets their own character in the world. So we're all manifesting stuff at the same time. But the problem is you can't, you know, to you can't, your manifestation cannot alter somebody else's manifestation and vice versa. So what are that? That's the only rule is do whatever you want in Grand Theft Auto. There are no computer players. You're doing whatever you want. But you can only do you you you're competing against other people doing the same thing. So if if everybody were trying to like manifest stuff, hmm. like if everyone had magic powers and everybody could do something, all of a sudden no one would. Right? Yeah, or it would just it or would just, you kind of cancel it out. Rules like in a well, video game. Or even if we don't have any rules, we create the rules are created by having everyone having the same rule of being, having no rules. Hmm. If we're all playing Grand Theft Auto and this is a simulation, there's the people that see themselves as brains looking at the TV of their eyeballs and just experiencing the game. Yeah. And there's a second group of people that see themselves as the main character. And they're and, the Neos. Right. Though or I or are you the Donald accepted. Trump or whatever? Like, take it. You know, like take my see. I thought about that, and usually in old school games, the president is not the main character. We're all main characters in our own microcosm, but the like in bad dudes, let's say we were simulation, uh, was bad dudes instead of um, side scroller. I'll take that one, yeah, Yeah, it's a side scroller, but it's also like you need to rescue the president or the president's the, the idiot that's getting captured or whatever. So you put somebody in authority, but they failed. So you have to bail them out, and suddenly you're the main character. Uh, I like. I love. That's my favorite thing that Graham ever posted was like the oh the Eminem the Eminem the the guy in the Eminem costume that's standing in like a defeated position. It just says, "I'm the universe experiencing itself. I'm the universe experiencing itself." <laughs> uh, that one is good. hilarious, and we'll have to put that on the website or something. Point in your life did you realize you are experience you are the universe experiencing itself and it was not a good experience uh, that is a mm. good question middle school. so like like when I was all, of middle school. Coaster, all of middle school <laughs> like when i was holding the vomit of a child in my hand and I need to say that's the one goal I have in meditation and stuff. Uh, I need to go back and edit my memories and cut out the stuff. My fear, I, I always talk about this. So two things is like my utter hatred of the metaverse and how I think that's destroying humanity. 
Like I really do. Sure. Like, so whatever religion you have, whatever belief system or atheist or agnostic or Hindu whatever. or whatever, this it's all the same thing. You're here on the planet to have a human experience and whether it's love and pain and joy or hate whatever. or stubbing your toe or whatever. Those are all things about being physically here, present, incarnated, yeah. incarnate, right? Your consciousness here and you're growing hopefully emotionally or whatever, or maybe you're not. But if you put on your metaverse goggles in the morning yeah. and you spend your whole time in a shitty apartment in a metaverse, like that takes away you're, from the human yeah, experience. You're, you're, you don't uh, get it. You don't get to get it. Feeding your it's, incarnation. It's, it, yeah, it's all fake. And that's why I think like if anybody is the personification of a, a demon or it's, evil it's thing is sucker is Mark Zuckerberg. And he, I think yeah. he is a reptilian for doing that. He is robbing humanity of humanity. And, yeah. and I think that's unforgivable. And to the, um, like imagine. So in what I was getting to like editing is if the bus is like in a flash before your eyes, like your life flashes before your eyes or a life review, like I think about this more than I should. It's like I don't <laughs> want my life review because in say in one second I experienced my whole life and all the highlights. My one second's gonna be like all the times I stubbed my toe, all the embarrassing things I did, like you or, name it. Yeah. Like like all the stupid stuff I said, like blah, 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 and then I'll just be like, Come on, bus, please, please <laughs> yeah. stop. eat up this time second. One point five times. It. <laughs> it's like living it in like it is like uh Scientists and um, spiritual leaders all agree that your your middle school ages goes extra slow. <laughs> yeah, extra <laughs> slow through your life review, or like uh, that like was, all right, we're we're entering we're entering fourth was grade. This, was the movie in the late nineties, American Beauty or whatever, where you get shot yeah. at the end? He's like, and you say your life flashes before your eyes, but that second lasts an eternity. I'd be like, all right, which parts are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh. How can we edit this down? Can I like pick like my five yeah. favorite parts? Like, do we have to like do the whole life? Like, uh, I guess I can definitely yeah, is at there least a edit skip to 30 years. Seconds <laughs> like, skip a couple or, years. Or what? What if we just trim off the 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 both ends of the spectrum? We'll just go right down the middle. I'll I'll, I'll give up the top five seconds if I can get rid of the last the worst five minutes. The view ever. is the best at the top of the bell curve. <laughs> One, and for me personally, it, it'd be like a mascot scenario, but in the, in the, again, with the third grade, that was a traumatic year. Yeah. There was a school play and I didn't get any of the parts, but everybody had to be included with this stupid fucking school play. And I was the Minotaur in the <laughs> retelling. That's and awesome. so imagine the budget of a couple of parents and what they ended up doing is somebody had a fur vest. And I, it was a lady's fur vest. And I wore regular pants. Mom gave me like khakis. And then they gave me a ski mask and then put like horns on it. That's awesome. And my job was to come out and stomp. I'm texting mom and waking her up. There are no pictures, there are none. But my job was to come out and stomp in a circle as the Minotaur or whatever and then leave. And our, there were two plays. And you can't see through it. It's not like I had eyes. Of course eye you can't. I had, it was, let me rephrase it. It wasn't a ski mask. It was a it's knit, pantyhose. it was a knit cap pulled down over my face. <laughs> where, you know, you can kind of see through it. And I guess they put eyes like on it, but I couldn't see through it. They're on my forehead. And I was staring through this yarn 
stomping on the stage and I knew there was about a hundred people to my right, but I couldn't see them. And my whole goal was to not fall down. But when I first did it, I heard somebody go like, and get punched and their wife or whoever was like, stop, shh. And then on the second <laughs> play, I was stomping as a minotaur. And it was the exact same scenario where three or four different people in the five seconds it took me to walk around there. They were laughing and, and getting punched and being told to be quiet. So in my head as a third That's grader, I was fault. like, it's nobody's no. fault. It was just it's some someone's fault. Play. But in that, I can't talk to these people. I have nobody to talk to. And I'm the one in the mask. They don't know who I am either because I'm some kid that's the Minotaur. So in that moment, that's the universe blindly in front of a hundred adults trying not to laugh, just walking in a circle. And then I have to do it again. The other scenario is getting dental work. And then you're completely numb you have gauze in your mouth, something horrible, and the dentist is there, you're cracking jokes, and the way out, you're like, rrr, 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 and you're like drooling, and then you get in a car and you have to drive 45 minutes somewhere, you can't eat, you can't drink, and then at some point, I, I was, this happened to me, is why I bring it up, I was so fucking hungry, because I wasn't allowed to eat before the dental work, and I had somewhere to go that was far away, so I was driving like an hour or something, and after 20 minutes, I was like, I can't take it. And so I stopped at a Taco Bell and got a fucking seven layer burrito or something and took a bite out of it and looked down and it was covered in blood. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so that's, I just, you know, you just put it down and then you're just driving. And so, like, what do you do? Nothing. You just, you're still numb. You have a mouthful of blood. All right. So that's I like. I like I like the universe experiencing itself with you as this is Asterus is the name of the Minotaur Asterius, I guess I didn't know that a name. Theseus Theseus was the guy who fought him, and I think it was like Asterius. I only know from Jim Henson's The Storyteller. Ah, I forgot. What so I maybe that. maybe that's a good uh, Riddler. Maybe a Riddler could be like who would you quantum leap into and what? <laughs> That's a well. Honestly, at this point, if if our listening audience hasn't figured it out, you know, you could just you could just write in. You don't really have to. Answer. All right. So instead of a riddler, it can just be a question because I no am riddler. curious about this. A fiddler. How about a, a, a question? A fiddler. <laughs> fiddler. There's a fiddler on the roof. That is a good one. Fiddler. Here's the Fiddler. Have you tried listening to binaural sounds and how did it work out? Because yeah. I've what tried What was your it, experience with binaural uh, anything. anything? Or right. astral projection. If anybody or has Hemi lucid dream... Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's, astral that's projection fiddler. is our forever Fiddler. If you've astral projected and you are listening to this, email your experience to wizard at dorfu.com and we'd probably have you on to talk about it or just tell us your experience. Yeah, at very least it. tweet us at AAO Podcast uh, in like, you know, if you, you, can, you can maybe fit it in a tweet, make it happen. You know, it's not that hard. Thanks for joining us on... Against all. all oddities. Against all oddities. We'll see you next month. Yeah, join us. Write us. 